What's up, what's up, what's up everybody? It's Mark Anthony. Welcome back to episode number two of the Cross Blended Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Mark Anthony, and this podcast here is dedicated to helping you develop your business mindset while blending together your faith and your career. Join us as we go on the journey of both personal and professional development while walking by faith in the process. Stay blurry, family. Well, what does it mean to stay blurry? You see, blurry is a barber term used to describe a haircut that has an amazing transition in the fade. In the same respect, your life should have an amazing transition of the blending together of your faith and your career. Thank you for joining us and let's get it. So on today's episode, uh, I just want to give a quick little uh, side note. Uh, y'all, we back. <laughs> And I'm just so glad, man. Like I told y'all, um, this season, this 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 season of my life right now, God has been asking of the most authentic, transparent version of myself. So he will not allow this podcast to go out unless it's truly going to give him some glory, y'all. And and I know we're talking about developing your business, your professional mindset. But y'all, y'all who know me know that I'm a pastor at heart. Uh, so this episode, episode number two, is going to be titled humble beginnings humble beginnings here's a quote that i want you guys to take home with you which is going to be most of our takeaway for the day and here's a quote right here the greatest stories always start with the most humble beginnings i'll say that one more time the greatest stories always start with the most humble beginnings you see humility is always attached to your heights. And what does that mean? It means that the the level of your humility is always attached to a high place in your life, which means that when you're at a peak, when you're at the high point, when you're like rocking it, when life is going great, you know, this is most of the time where you will see the true depth of a person's level of humility and what they have going on. Because money, fame, glory, power, it doesn't it doesn't heighten what's inside of you what it does is it exposes what's inside of you so if you're a greedy person when you're broke you're going to be greedy when you have money if you're a stingy person when you're poor you're going to be stingy when you have money if you're a, a cheater you know what i'm saying when you're single you're going to be a cheater when you're married you know what i'm saying like 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 you you the heights sometimes not for everyone but for a lot of people it exposes what has always been inside of them um, and one thing that I know is this is that the Bible and business both say the same thing. You know, um, um, the 48 laws of power say this. It says that the student should never surpass the master. The student should never outshine the master. So 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 let me break that principle down to you. So what the principle is saying is this is saying that when you have someone who is leading you, who is guiding you, who is teaching you, who is showing you the way. That, that your job as the student is to help make them be the best version of themselves, which is crazy because a lot of times, you know, we as a student want to be the goat, right? We want to go for goat. We want to be the guy. We want to be the woman. We want to have the business. We want to go for the, the best opportunity in life. But in reality, it, it's oftentimes the position of the servant may seem the most lowest on the totem pole 
but due to the activity that you do, you serve the greatest purpose because your life is a life of service. You are always in serving more. You see, the, the, the 48 Laws of Power says the student should never surpass the master. While, while the Bible says a similar thing, the Bible says that he among you who wants to be the greatest would be the servant. He would be the least of you. So the Bible also is telling us a similar thing. He's saying that if you want to be the greatest, if you want to be the top of the food chain, if you want to be the top dog, the CEO, the 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 CFO, the the whatever OO you want to call it, before you get to that height right there, you have to learn how to be a servant. So you have to learn how to be faithful in the season that God has called you to. Because for me, I, I, I believe in my, my years of life, um, my years of ministry experience, my years uh, of, of barbering and, and, and entrepreneurship, that seasons of humility happen to everyone. I believe that. I believe that. I believe that every person in life will experience a season of great humility that will that will bring them down a few notches that will that will will knock them off their pedestal just a little bit that will that will take them back to a place where where they're open and honest and 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 able to truly um, allow themselves to to realize that maybe they didn't have it all figured out uh, a famous poet that I know by the name of J Cole says it like this he says the good thing is you came a long way the bad thing is you went the wrong way and it's difficult and crazy to imagine, you know, going so far and chasing a dream and chasing a passion and, and, and chasing this 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 financial number. I want to make six figures. I want to be a doctor. I want to be a celebrity. I want to have 100,000 followers on the gram. I want to have 100, a million subs on YouTube. I, you, you, good thing is you came a long way. But imagine for a second if after going all that long way that you reached this this is what seemed to be pinnacle of success only to find out that you went the wrong way. You see, humility is hard. It's very, very hard. You see, there's no glory in taking the back seat. And you know what? I'll be honest with you. Culture tells you that you need to elevate as quickly as possible and by any means. You see, culture tells you to climb your way to the top. Culture tells you by any means necessary. Culture tells you that 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 you need to put a timeline and a date and it has to get done by your timetable and do whatever it takes together. It says kill or be killed. It says damned if I do and damned if I don't. I got to make it happen. That's what culture culture tells you that you can rob and cheat and steal and be dishonest on your way to the top. Culture tells you that it doesn't matter about your morality. It doesn't matter about who you hurt in the process. It doesn't matter about who's cheated and who is stepped over. Culture tells you to do it by any means necessary, whereas whereas the lesson in humility and the way God teaches us, he said, if you want to be the greatest, you have to learn how to serve. You see, humility is hard. Like I said, there's no glory in taking the back seat. You see, there's no glory in taking a season of serving someone else's business. You see, there's no glory in taking a season in serving someone else's opportunity to success is no glory in saying that you're going to help your friends podcast or you're going to help your brother's business or you're going to help your parents business or you're going to serve at your local church or you're going to be a a a member of 
a society, but you may not be the top. It may not, you know, culture, you know, you, you know, humility tells you that, that, you know, sometimes you may have to take a season of staying in the back and not truly being the leader. You see, every person cannot lead from the front because the people in the front have the most difficult task of all. They're the ones that have to be the example. You see, it's easy to watch. It's easy to be a part of the crowd. It's difficult to be the leader. So so there's no glory, like I said, in taking the back seat. And like I said, culture tells you to elevate as quickly as possible and by any means. But But here's something that I had to learn. I had to learn that your most humbling moments in life are normally a confirmation that your breakthrough is on the way. I'll say it one more time. I say your most humbling moments in life, those difficult, those those destitute, those moments where you feel like life is cracking and breaking at the seams, where you feel as though nothing seems to be working for you, and you've tried and tried again, and it seems like you're stuck and you're in you're in what the Bible sometimes calls a loader bar, a destitute place, a place where 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 things are dead and dying, a valley of dry bones. When, you, when you're in this place, um, it seems like nothing is going your way. This is normally a confirmation that your breakthrough is on the way. And if you don't know this to be true, uh, I'll tell you guys my story for a little bit. Um, so a few years ago, I did my undergrad. Uh, for those of you who don't know me, I did my undergrad in pastoral studies, and um, I studied to be a pastor, and I was uh, doing my undergrad, and I traveled the world. I did uh, ministry. Uh, I, I went on mission trips and all that good stuff, um, but I was a pastor by day, and I was a playboy by night. I, I would go out. I minister. I preach, but I'll turn up. I'll drink. I'll smoke. I'll have all my friends. I'll go party. I'll do all these things, and, and I reached a point to where... Um, my lifestyle was creating a dichotomy in, in which I felt as though everyone around me was being blessed and I was at the height of my career and, and, and I'm killing and I'm getting booked and busy and I was about to go to seminary and all this good stuff. And, and at the height of, of what I saw was success. Like I said, when I was at my height is when God had to humble me. That was the point where um, I had my daughter. So you can imagine the pastor who's supposed to be the example, who also is low-key a playboy at night, who also is, he's you not know, out here in these streets, who also is wilding, you know, this guy, you know, who seemingly from the outside had it all together, uh, on the inside was struggling and battling uh, with many things that were going on. Um, some of the things people may not know about me in this season of my life, uh, when I was struggling so much, um, I had two sisters who passed away. Um, and, and when my two sisters passed away, uh, whenever a person experiences grief and loss, they go through something called depression, right? And what depression is, is it's, it's a coping mechanism for them to be able to suppress their feelings and to allow themselves to grieve through the process while they're healing. And not all the time do people use positive ways to go through uh, depression and to cope. Sometimes people use negative coping habits. Sometimes people use destructive habits that they can use. And, and for myself, I use many negative destructive, self-sabotaging coping habits uh, to get through this difficult time of my life and which which led to this vicarious playboy lifestyle, which ultimately in what was the height of my career, you know, going to grad school and, and pastors, superstar, I had a kid out of wedlock, right? And, and what happened? I went from pastor to playboy to daddy. 
right? And and at this point, when I turn to daddy, I mean, you can imagine, you know, the pastor had a kid, the pastor messed up, the pastor, I, I heard it all. I heard the, oh, oh I, I, I always knew it was too good to be true. I, I always knew he, he wasn't as good as he said. I, I, I knew he was dipping down, but now we know. Now we finally got this guy, his number, and we caught him, and it's there. And it was in this point that I had a decision to make. Um, I know a lot of people, especially in the Christian world, you know, who have these humbling moments, the Bible, businessmen, entrepreneurs, who have these moments uh, where they're humbled in life, where they choose to to hide their mistakes instead of allowing their mistakes to change the course of their lives, to change their destiny. And, and, and I had a, a crucial decision to make. I said, either I will allow this moment of humility of me turning to a father in a time of my life when I wasn't ready uh, to be the devastation of my life, uh, amidst the, the disgrace that I was feeling, amidst the, the the way people spoke about me, the way people talked about me, the way people people you know uh, expressed their feelings towards me, or, or they gossiped about me. Man, I heard it all. And, and you can imagine how loud the noise is when you're going through an emotional turmoil and the and the and the depression and the the, the disgrace, you know, and and the humility, you know, at, at that point of, of losing it all again a few years later. You know, starting over again, starting my whole uh, life all over again after after starting hair school and, and, and going on this journey. Y'all y'all may see my story. If you want a little, little more, DM me, message me. I can give you the more the spark notes. But, you know, it, it took me another three years after that to truly start the, the full restoration process. So about from 2018 is now 2021, going 22, almost four years later, I guess the full restoration process uh, from pastor to playboy to daddy to disgrace, to going through depression, to going through humility, to losing it all, to now God taking me through this journey of, of telling me that, that that humility is always attached to your heart. And it was in that place, in that low place, you know, that I understand uh, this principle right here. I preached about this with my sister's past, and, and I'm going to give you guys this nugget right here. It says, when you're down to nothing, that's when you know that God is up to something. It's in your lowest moments. It's when you're, it's when you're down to nothing. It's when, it's when your back is against what's when you feel as though all hope is when you're down to nothing. It's when you can understand and you can know confidently that God is up to something. And I learned some lessons in my in my humility, in my season of humility. I learned some lessons that I want to teach you guys uh, today about humble beginnings. Number one, the lesson number one is humility is not something that is learned overnight. Humility takes time. You see, and, and the fact that it takes time, it takes time, it takes time, it takes time, and it takes some more time. You, you're never going to learn the lesson of humility uh, overnight. But the reality is this, is that when you are shown the lesson of humility, uh, the, the option for you is are you going to repeat the cycle or are you going to learn the lesson? You see, the worst thing you can do with a lesson in humility is not learn the lesson in the season you're supposed to learn it. Because one thing we know about seasons, and this is to be true, is that seasons repeat themselves. You know, we have summer, fall, winter, and then spring, and then summer, fall, winter, spring. I start in summer because I'm from a floor. I'm a Florida boy at heart. So so it's summer all year round. But when I move to Tennessee, I start to see all these other other seasons. But but it starts summer fall, winter, spring, and every year the seasons repeat themselves. And and one thing we understand is if we don't learn the lesson, uh, we repeat these seasonal cycles until the lesson is understood and is learned. And, and, And you don't want to catch yourself repeating a season of humility because you didn't choose 
to learn the lesson. I was telling this to somebody today, man. I hope somebody can get this. That whatever seasonal patterns you've been, whatever cycles of destruction, whatever uh, 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 generational curses that you've been, whatever financial uh, uh, hardships that every year you're in poverty, every year your business isn't working, every year you're claiming uh, a loss on your taxes, every year you know you're not able to do the things you want, every year you're not passing your class, every year you're going through this battle. At some point, you have to sit down and ask yourself, you're saying, uh, are you going through a season uh, of repetition because you haven't learned the lesson? Here's the second thing that you can learn uh, in your season of humility. Um, You can find grace in your season of humility and to know that this you are not alone. You are not alone. There's no one person that is going through the season of humility that has never been through this before. And if you look around, if you're honest with yourself, you know, you can truly say that that other people have gone through it, too. So so you are not an anomaly for this. It was crazy. So we say you can find grace in your season of humility. Now, now, when I went through my season of humility, my daughter's name is Grace. And, and I can truly say that that God personally gave me grace a grace a tangible physical visual representation of grace in my life every single day to remind me that 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 if god can have grace on me he can have grace on anybody else if he found grace for me you know i mean the 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 pastor playboy daddy the disgrace who went into depression went to humility. If he could find grace with me and then he physically gave me a child named Grace was all the hope that I needed to know that I was not alone. So here's the thing. When you're going through a season of humility, be sure to ask yourself these two questions right here. Number one, what am I supposed to learn about myself? What is the purpose of this season of humility? Why is God, uh, why is my business failing? Why is my marriage failing? Why is my relationship failing? Why are my finances bad? Why do I owe so much on my taxes? Why, why, why am I unable to, 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 to get my weight on track? Why, why am I keep feeling like I'm losing in life? Uh, what am I supposed to learn about myself in this season? If we, and, and the second question you should ask yourself when going through a season of humility is what am I supposed to learn about God's character? And I say, what, 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 what lessons am I supposed to learn about who God is and, and what he's doing in my life? And, and if I can be honest with myself uh, and sit down with myself and wrestle with myself, uh, we won't like the person, um, but the person who are we becoming on the other side of humility was worth every bit of the pain, the hurt, the depression, and the work that it took to find the true healing. You see, when you try to figure out what you have to learn about yourself, you got to sometimes sit back in the dark and say, I don't have it all together. I got some kinks in my armor. Uh, my story is not perfect, but you know, it, you can't have a, a test without going through. You can't have a testimony without having a test. Just like you got to go through a storm to have a story. You got to go through through a, a tribulation you know, before you have a triumph. You got to you got to go through it in order to get to it. You hear what I'm saying? You see, you got to you got to have these experiences so you can learn about who you are. And the second thing, what are you supposed to learn about God? See, God's character is, is so unique and so big and so broad that 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 the lessons we often learn about him are things that can revolutionize and change our life to learn how loving, how caring, how forgiving, how understanding, how generous, how 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 patient he is with us. Because 
what God's trying to do through your season of humility is to grow you into the person that he needs you to be in order to be the blessing to someone else. You see, your season of humility, you thought it was about you, right? You thought it was about you and God wanted to do something through you. But truly, it's about the people who are attached to your purpose. You see, when I went through my season of humility, I, I didn't understand why God took me from from the, the, the preaching weekly and the church and all that and why God put me in the barbershop. And it didn't make sense to say, God, you know what I'm saying, like, like I'm a church boy. You put me, you know what I'm saying, like in this, in this very urban setting with lots of different types of people with lots of different backgrounds. And, and it took me years to understand uh, why I went from the church to the barbershop. And in reality, uh, the lesson was this, is that God may have changed my pulpit. He may have changed the place of my, of my ministry, but my purpose remained the same. You see, when going through a season of humility, you have to understand that God will change uh, your place, but he's never going to take the purpose from you. You see, he can, you can, he can humble you. He can bring you down. He can knock you down off your horse. He can, he can blind you. He can, he can take your sight. He can, you know, saying, allow all these things. But the thing that will remain the same is the purpose that he put inside of you. And if we're honest and real with ourselves, not only does he keep the purpose inside of us, but his purpose will always be pursuing his people. Uh, the whole time I went through my season of humility, y'all, God's purpose was chasing me down. Every time I stepped in the barbershop, everyone said, man, you're different. There's something different about this guy. I had these conversations behind the chair that were that were life-changing and transformative, and, and I see people's lives being changed, and there were no Bible studies, and there were no prayers, and there was no nothing but what it was. It was, it was something I always say is that life change happens on a relational level. It's when we do life on life with people is when we see the change that happens in their life. And, and, and I truly believe that now being on the other side of what was my, my most humblest moment in life, that God never changed my, my purpose. He only changed my pulpit. And, and what he did was he changed my pulpit. And without removing my purpose, he put me in a different place so that way I could be on a bigger platform so I could reach more people. A, A. Hey, I'm going to try to get it again, right? I'm going to try to give it to you one more time. So God took me from, from my pulpit, you know, and changed my pulpit, but he never changed my purpose. And he never changed my purpose because my purpose was attached to people. And he knew that, that the people that were attached to my purpose, they had a place that I need to go to to minister to them, and which was the barbershop. And in that shop, he wanted to put me not in the old platform that I had, but in a new platform that had the opportunity for me to reach more people. Oh, man. All right, one more time. Sorry. So, so I'm going to give it to you one more time. So God took, God never took away my purpose. He changed my platform. And he took my platform to another place where my purpose was still intact, which was the barbershop. And he took that purpose in the barbershop, which was attached to people that I cut hair. Every, I was touching people every day. And he took that purpose and, and, and he made sure that my purpose never changed because my purpose never changed. Uh, uh, the, the reason why my purpose was important was because it was attached to people. And, and he made sure that my, that my purpose was so intact that he gave me a whole other platform. So that way, this new platform, which wasn't the church, was the barbershop, was the perfect place for me to minister to more people. Because the goal of God taking you through a season of humility is so he can get the glory. You see, you can't have the glory without having a story. And, 
And my season of humility is a testament of faith to say that God can take anybody, anywhere, at any time, in any situation, through any circumstances, no matter what you're facing, no matter what you're dealing with, God can take and use you at this very moment to reach his people. See, God told me years ago, uh, when you're down to nothing, that God is up to something. He also told me that the greatest stories always start with the most humble beginnings. Embrace your story, love your story, tell your story, learn the lessons in the seasons, ask yourself those two questions I said earlier. You know, what am I supposed to learn about myself? And what am I supposed to learn about God's character? And, and be honest with yourself and sit with yourself and end the cycle. Because there's someone attached to the purpose that God put inside of you that will not be blessed until you get out of your mess. Y'all have a great night. Thank you for tuning in. And thank you for checking in to the Crossbinder Podcast.